Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to this very, very special episode. It's our 40th episode. On this one, we are reviewing the Shudder exclusive Nightmare Cinema. We have our Something to Scream About, which is the 80s um, horror documentary In Search of Darkness. And we're doing 84 to 85. And our movie from the vault is the outstanding The Exorcist. Oh my god. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. She don't. Well. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're the, the quote-tastic Exorcist movie. Oh my god. On the 40th episode as well. Yeah, and your 40th birthday. Wow. Not ages ago, but yeah. 40th year birthday. It's the year of you turning 40. Anyway, enough of that rubbish chit-chat. How have you been? You realise The Exorcist is over 40 years old as well. Yeah, I know. 1973. It's all meant to be. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm, you know, in the Christmas spirit. I'm well in there, mate, you know. <laughs> Buying Christmas prezzies, yeah. Trying to think of different like horror stuff, and at the same time, bar trying... humbug. Yeah, well, you know, I got a tree <laughs> up. I got a tree up. Nice. The lovely uh, cart in the house is all decked to the nines. Yes, it is indeed. And my drive here was pleasant this evening, as uh, there was lots of decorations up. Nice. Um, so cool. yeah, um, but there's no. I haven't got any news. Well, nothing at all. Well. As in, like, okay, I haven't watched anything new. Oh, right. Because okay. all I've been watching is Christmas movies. Oh, really? Cheese on toast, yes. Die, Die Hard and Gremlins, yeah. Obviously. The only two films that matter, right? <laughs> of course. And a whole host of others that we talked about last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, on, a, on, I don't know what episode, but yeah, you can go how back is, and listen to that. How is the horror show of retail at the moment? Mm. It's not good, mate. It's, um, it's not fun. Not fun? No. No. But no, you know, retail Christmas is what I signed up for, so, you know, here you go. And you are spawning a rather sexy hoodie today, aren't you? I am indeed. This is um, fresh from uh, Vegan Horror. Uh, he's on Instagram. You can find him on Instagram. Um, and basically, it's a Scream hoodie. Scream, with, scream, uh, scream. With old ghost face on the sleeves. Yeah, it's mate. It's really comfy and nice. Yeah, just like he's got something on there that you're you're like actually. He's got brain dead tea. Really? Yeah, yeah. It looks it's sexy, mate. You should go and have a look. I'll have to check out a little you bit of vegan horror. Well, it is Christmas, so if anyone yeah. wants to buy me a present, ooh, come along. Excellent stuff. So, have you actually got any real news? <laughs> <laughs> There's not too much. There's a bit about um, some stuff going on about like um, the Halloween kills oh, next yeah. year. Finished uh, shooting now, hasn't it? Yeah, and it's been, you know, they've been chatting to like um, a couple of the actors and stuff. So they've come out and said that it's like the nastiest oh. version of um, Halloween ever. Ooh. So that could be quite interesting. Cool. Um, so yeah, just a little bit there. And what else did I pick up? It's very apt for the episode considering mm-hmm. we're doing Nightmare Cinema, which was like hosted and directed by the old uh, master of horror, you know, Mick Garris. Mick Garris, like And then obviously it's a horror anthology. So. He, for people who don't know, is the writer of Hocus Pocus, creative master of horror, director of Critters 2, Psycho 4, Sleepwalkers in the Stand. Oh, mm. Legend. Um, 
He's also got his own podcast. Yeah, called Postmortem. Um, and he's part of the, Fangor- the Fangoria Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Um, he's working with Fangoria at the moment called, to do a little anthology horror called These Evil Things We Do, the Mick Garris Collection. And it brings together basically four of Garris's work. So it's mm. a Garris anthology. It is, yeah. Whereas like the Nightmare Cinema we're doing today brings together quite a few different directors. Mm. So that should be quite interesting. And he's on the old horror doc as well. He is indeed. Yes. He is, he's got, a, his podcast is, is very, very good. Um, if no one's heard it out there, you should go and check it out because he's, he's um, basically friends with all the greats and he's interviewed all the greats that are past now, sadly, like George A. Romero, Toby Hooper and loads of people like that. But he's had him on his show and he gets really, he's even had um, John Carpenter on there and they go in deep, mate, like, and that's like because they can rely on him because he's like a friend he's and one of like them. a producer and a director they kind of like relax and talk to him all about it but it's definitely worth listening to because it's really interesting to get the interesting insight of the horror like directing world and stuff like that but yeah they're cool that's good i mean i've been listening to a lot of boo crew the Boo Crew podcast, mm. which is part of the Bloody Disgusting Network at the moment. And they have obviously completely... Are you um, being paid by them or something? Yeah. They completely changed their tact now in terms of what they do. They tend not to review movies at the moment, but the guests they're getting on, it's so interesting in terms of their discussion. They've just had Jennifer Reader on. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, Knives Out. Uh, Knives and Skin. Knives and Skin, yeah. yeah that was a good. <laughs> that was a good insight. But the one I'm obsessed with at the moment is that they've had Michael Abel's who did um, the music for Get Out and Us. That's right, it's Such really a, interesting. Another fascinating yeah. one, because he obviously had Danny Elfman. It makes me want to go out and kind of buy the Get Out soundtrack, yeah. especially on the Mondo. They brought it on Mondo. I know, it's man. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, but they get loads of guys. Like, they got loads of, like, Talking cool about on. that. Go on. The, the best one I've heard yet for a cool two hours and 20 minutes conversation was episode 85 with Mike Flanagan and Kate Siegel. I know. I fucking listened to that as well. The best episode the Boo Crew had done yet. Yeah. Um, I was um, messaging um, a couple of them from over Instagram who do the actual show and I was just congratulating them on that show because that 85th episode was absolutely brilliant. It was just so interesting. I didn't just find myself drifting off at any point, I was just fixated on what they were talking about. Uh, but hats they off went, to them. That like was deep a great into episode. the house on Haunted Hill, and their yeah. their those their relationship, like Flanagan relationship, is fantastic. Again, he trusts them because they are like fans, and you can see that they're true horror fans. And he relaxes around them, so that's why I think he opens up. He just sounds and like Kate this, Siegel's yeah. been on there before, so it's like she she's obviously told Mike Flanagan that they're cool. And um, yeah, it's just such a great episode, but they're just banging them out now. It's like yeah. two, two a week at the moment. I'm loving it. Making my drive, my trips very uh, uh, easier to yeah. take in. It's an easy listen and it's a fun listen. Yeah, definitely. But obviously ours first and then <laughs> Only joking. Only joking, Leo. Um, right. So what you got? You got any news? Anything coming yeah, down the pipe? Yeah, funny enough, I was going to talk about um, the Boo Crew was one of them. So we ticked that off. Tick. <laughs> um, no, have you seen the new Nicolas Cage trailer dropped? What? Yeah, there's a new um, movie. Um, Mandy Gra- 2. No, no. It's called Grand Isle. Grand Isle. It's out on December 6th. So it's dropping like tomorrow. And the trailer came to that, that probably in the States, not here, obviously. 
Um, I don't know what it's going to be on. I don't know if it's a, um, like a VOD thing or what. But I watched the trailer and it looks messed. It's full cage. Full cage. But he doesn't have to pay his tax stuff anymore, so he's kind of doing what he wants. Today. Yeah, but it looks interesting. It looks like a, a, a very twisty, turny story. Uh, looks quite low, not mega low budget, but it looks like there's only a few actors in it. But um, it's horror, so see what it look, see what it's like. But you should watch the trailer if you can. Literally dropped today, so mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, our friend, your friend, and my friend, John from Alicat Graphics. Have you seen his latest wares that he's got? Are we talking about the coloring book? Co- yeah, the coloring book. book. Yeah. <sighs> And Christmas cards. And, um, the colouring book is immense, though. The front cover is just awesome. It's just like, and he's got a load of uh, Christmas cards, one with the ghoulies on it, which is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, go go and get your Christmas stuff there at the moment because the colouring book's only a fiver as well. I know, man. Which I think you're selling yourself short there, mate. Should up those prices. <laughs> it's worth it, mate. It's brilliant. It looks awesome. I'll definitely be getting one. That's for sure. Um, yeah, so I haven't got really much else on the movie side of things, really. Um, just other, really, just um, what we covered, really. Yeah, I think like in the next couple of weeks, we'll be amping up, ready for uh, 2020. So we'll probably have a few more discussions in the next couple of weeks about what is actually coming next year. Because I have got a fucking huge list of absolute treats. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find my little indie indie film collection at the moment but the mm. fucking blockbusters that are due out next year and the ones that are going to make the cinema we're in for a bloody treat well that's it now because the horror genre obviously has been going for the last few years since like the rebirth of horror now it's like now we're getting into the point where all these all these companies are gone oh horror's actually making money again we're going to make loads of movies so i hope they're going to be good you know give me horror all day but i don't want them to saturate and kill it off but we'll see I'm sure there's enough interesting writers out there and directors that can keep it going, hopefully. Definitely, bud, definitely. Right then, if you ain't got anything else... No, if I'm, nothing else. I'm just going to take my lovely little arrow uh, American Whale from London home with me in a bit. That's um, rather sexy. Thank you for uh, purchasing that for me. No worries. Oh, my God. The artwork looks insane. I recommend everyone, if it's still available, to go and grab that one. Talking about Enjoy arrow, it. talking it's about arrow great. on a not really on a news front, but like harpoon looks like it's taken. Uh, Did you see shape. they ran a competition? Yeah, the Instagram. Yeah, they well they ran a competition to do the artwork yeah. for the actual um, cover, and the guy that's got it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Well, our posters are quality. Yeah, yeah, because we do obviously it. met the director. Yes, we did. Thank <laughs> you, Mr. Grant. That was really cool. So yeah, yeah looking forward to that when that comes out. I Definitely think. looking forward because we missed it at Fright Fest. So yeah. And I want my copy of Bliss as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's coming apparently soon. Yeah, are we sure it's not here already? Definitely not here definitely already. Definitely not here already. Definitely not. All right, you're keeping an eye on it, are you? Might be on VOD, but it's definitely not hard copy. You're keeping an eye on it at work, are you? Well, it's, I know it's not out, mate. All right, sound. Okay. All right. <laughs> I even messaged them and they were like, yeah, it should be like, I think they said it's it's going to be probably January now. All right, well, maybe we need to contact someone else to get some pre-copies. What? <laughs> Work that bitch. <laughs> right, come on, let's let's talk. Let's... Yeah, Mr. Bigos, send us a couple of copies, yeah, will you? Come on, let's dive into now this. Now you're big time. Yeah, big time. Let's dive into this, uh, our main review then. Let's do it, mate. Let's do it.
Alright then, so this uh, time around we've gone to Shudder. Is that again? That yeah, Shudder? yeah, we did Tigers Not Afraid. Yeah, we've done a few, t- we've done a few, a few Shudders. Few shudders. Yeah. So yeah, we're, uh, we, we can get hold of Little Monsters again, but whatever. I'm not bitter. <laughs> I, I really, the one thing about Shudder, right, I, I really want them to get like an app for TVs. Because it really frustrates me that they haven't got any. I know it's on Amazon Prime that you can do it through there, but there's no actual platform to just click on your TV and watch it yet. It I know really what you frustrates mean. Frustrates me. I know. Come on, Shudder, pull anyway, your finger out. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, we watched this yeah, a Nightmare Cinema, which is a Shudder exclusive, and this is a horror anthology, um, which sort of combines sort of five directors, and uh, in it, there's five strangers converge at a haunted movie theatre owned by the projectionist interesting character played by uh, Mickey Rourke once inside the audience members witness a series of screenings showing them their deepest fears and darkest secrets over five tales so we what we've got here we've we got a horror anthology again um, just five five stories five stories yeah five stories sort of almost like partitioned by Mike Garris and Mike Garris, Mick um, Garris. Mick, Mickey, Mickey Garris. What did I say? <laughs> Mike. All right, Mick. Good old Mick. Mickey, Mick, Mickey, Mike. Mike, Mick. Yeah, whatever. Mick, Mick. You're his mate. You yeah, call him that, we'll yeah. do what we want with that. <laughs> so Mick Garris sort of partitions it. He does the directions in between, and he also has got his own. Yeah. So what? What it, episode? What it kind of came from is Mick Garris had this kind of back in the day. He had this idea that he would get film directors uh, together. Because they were sick and tired of getting kicked around by companies and told you can't spend this, you can't spend that. So he got kind of a masterclass of directors. So on that uh, scene, which was called Masters of Horror, was uh, George A. Romero and Toby Hooper and Mick Garrison and, and a load of other directors were on board with this Masters of Horror. And they did a, a small TV run of a few shows um, and that ended... Uh, and then this is kind. Of, this kind of is derived from that. So this has taken him twelve years in the making to get this movie out. Really? Yeah. So this is what how long it's taken him to get this actually done because it's all done on his own kind of grounds. It's it's kind of like he's produced it and he's a director, obviously one of them. And and the the idea behind it was to to get um, four other directors that would do one each. And he kind of wanted it to have a different kind of feel. That's why if you look at the directors, they're kind of international. So he wants to get kind of a different feel for the anthology rather than it just be all American directors. Yeah, talking about directors, we've got the legendary Joe Dante doing one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to try and uh, pronounce a couple of the names. Well, okay. <laughs> I want, actually, I want you to tell me a couple of the directors. So we've got Joe Dante, right? Yeah. David, we got? David Slade. Yeah, I knew you'd go for that one next. Go Ali, on. Alejandro uh, Bruges. Oh, yeah, Bruges. And Rahel Kitumara. Katahura. 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 Okay, so let's start Apologies. with... Let's start with... Um, let's start at the beginning. Alejandro. 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 Well, what's he done? What else has he done that's... Uh, this the of note. Uh, this guy, I think, is like not done much, has he? If you compare him to like, so like David Slade and um, and uh, yeah, I think it's 
Was it Juan of the Dead? I've not seen it. Juan of the Juan of the Dead. Juan of the Dead. So yes, he's not got a massive repertoire. No. But for me, his the first story coming out came out swinging. It's called The Thing in the Woods, and I tell you what, I was I was absolutely blown away by it. Um, it's sort of like a slasher turned I don't know sliver night of the, sort of. By the way, we're we're spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We're gonna yeah, go, go and check story. it out and stuff. But we just want to. I want to dive into it. Yeah. It's sort of like it's it's sort of a slasher like cabin in the woods movie. Um, with like a I don't know a night of the creep night of the cre- night of the creeps edge, would you sort of get say that was fair? Yeah, and it's like I think it's kind of a play on the words as well. The the thing in the woods, like the thing, like taking over people's body. I think it's got a bit of a the invasion of the body touch. snatchers sort of thing. Yeah, the thing invasion of body snatchers, kind of that sort of gist on it. Because I thought I you know when it started. I was just like, oh, I was kind of like, oh, God, there we go. It's just going to be a standard kind of, yeah, like slasher. And I was like, oh, it's going to be the same shit again. And then when it got to the kind of twisty bit, I was like, oh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, and I was with you. I mean, but I like the I liked the slasher. I like the fact that I, at first I thought it was going to be called The, the, the Welder. The this welder. sort of welder sort of slasher. I thought, wow, okay, this is it's kind of cool. Like, um, a bit like Hatchet. My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, a bit my, my Bloody minor. Valentine. I quite yeah. like that. And I was like, yeah, go on. Good slasher, you know. Low budget. Good but kills. Good kills. I like that. The, the, mu- the music was funky. Yeah. And it had that real cool real cool vibe to it. And I liked the actors. They were pretty decent. Mm. The gore was fantastic. You know, spe- CGI was a little bit ropey. True. <laughs> But it's That's on, the only thing that let down. But it's me. on a budget. But then when they look, sort of like suddenly the protagonist, was it not protagonist, the sort of final girl, mm. sort of like is getting the upper hand. There's some good little fight scenes and stuff like that. Some good stunts. Yeah, yeah. Like the fights. And you think, fucking go on, girl. Go on, have him. Smash, yeah. smash him up. And then suddenly this dude takes off the mask and it's like, they have like a flashback and it's like, oh, this dude's kind of the hero. Mm. The woman in the world of mask. And it's like a bit like, Ash versus Evil Dead almost. He's like coming in, donning all this yeah. gear to kind of smash it's these spiders. like tipping its cap to loads of different yeah. movies, which I really liked about but, it. But, and, and in a really obvious way, but in, I didn't, I like the unsubtle, the unsubtle nature of it. Mm. I like the actually intention to kind of go, yeah, this, you could just throw a load of cabin in the woods movies. And then he's obviously watched Sliver, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I'd say it goes far as stuff, not the creeps, all those sorts of things. You could just like it reeked of it, but in a fucking and it, but it worked because he's not to, not to mention it. It's, it's, it's all crammed into kind of what? How long is? Would you say it is probably twenty minutes, half hour? Yeah, which is not a long time. So it's a decent start. Yeah. So I had I had high hopes after that. It's probably I'm not being funny, but it's probably my favourite one out of the five. It was mine. Mm. This well, okay. There's probably three three of them. That I, I really like I thought were like spot on. The next okay. the next Don't blow your load, mate. Yeah, the next one. <laughs> Alright. What did you think of uh Mirare, as it was called? Mirare. By Joe Dante. By, by Joe Dante. Yeah. It's a bit weird, wasn't it? A bit um it's kind of um uh body horror. So uh, it reminded me a bit like um Rabbit. Um a little bit, like loads of like smatterings of that all the way through it. And fucking, but, like, it's basically like a nod to Cronenberg, as far as I yeah, can tell. Yeah, but it's weird. Is so really Joe, Joe Dante 
for people who don't know. If you don't know, you're a nutter. Yeah, go on. Go Gremlins. Gremlins. <laughs> you know, we're talking complete puppetry here. Yeah. You know, um, it's the it's the legendary like Joe Dante, and you're like, okay, and he's sort of gone. This I I really felt if I could speak to him, it's, this is a love letter to David Cronenberg. You talk about like the Soska sisters and stuff with that. What they've just done to rape with Rabid. Mm. Um, I don't know when this was done, but. You know, I saw like maybe even like Human Centipede. It's pure body horror. This is a it's a really strange one. It's it almost like it was very Black Mirror ish for me, um, where it's a bit kind of futuristic-y, like something's not right with this place. And obviously, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a really weird, this really place weird is, ending. It's, it's like this young woman goes in. She's got a scar on her face. Because at the start of each of each of these, they the, the real sort of individual goes into the cinema and sits down, and then they. Which is a really famous cinema in America. Um, I think the Rialto is like a seen, really famous. We've seen it on a, quite a few. Yeah. Quite a few other movies. I, I don't think. know if it. I, I don't quote me on this, but I don't know if it's the one that Tarantino owns. Okay. Because I know he owns one in 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 the really famous one. It might not be the Rialto. It's a lovely looking it's cinema. Like it. It's, it's beautiful, yeah. Absolutely old, old school. Yeah. It's got that coming. Yeah, it's got that sort of thing. I don't know if they used it in like the, um, you know, you look at say it and stuff like that. And yeah. That, that sort of where they've got the letters on. It's just it's lush yeah, and old. old school. It really, it really did. Um, remind me of old school, old school cinema. It's brilliant. Um, but this this story sort of starts. The girl's going. She's got a little scar on her face. And like the boyfriend sort of like, I love you, I love you, I don't need to change you, and I'm not bothered by Scar. And then it's like, but I'll pay for it. <laughs> but but he, he did, but I think it's so nonchalant. He just goes, I'll get rid of it if you want. Um, and then because his mum's really beautiful, and he's like, just go under, just do it. I'll pay for it. Well, he says his mum's really beautiful, yeah. <laughs> and she knows a place or something. Yeah, and he's he's a freak basically yeah he's into some weird shit and like what we get at the end and like she just goes in for like a subtle works she changes her mind pretty fast she's like oh yeah i want to get rid of scott then then he's like why don't you get some cheek work done nose taken in boobs and like and it's like hang on a minute she's gone from getting a scar she wants a full work yeah but she was not i thought she was like you know he was like a salesman this plastic surgeon he wasn't very ethical no, not at all. I mean, that's but doesn't point. that sound? Doesn't that sound? Like world dodgy? Oh, come on! She, she, she was like getting bullied. I would say almost. He did it with like a you know, t- shit eating grin, but she was almost bullied into it. Well, that's what these people do, don't they? Yeah, they the extras. So, but you know the, the how it all turns out for her. You know, he he thought she looked beautiful, but she's got an interesting so look. So basically, at the, end. the just the story is he wants someone that looks like his mum. <laughs> I would say that he's into Got mum issues. Some I wouldn't say he wanted someone who looks like his mum, but I would say he wants some someone whose features are embellished, shall we say? He's into some weird shit. He's into some weird shit. Crash style. Because he definitely still wanted to marry her afterwards. It's just weird. Yeah, that that's a very yeah, it's a strange one. I wasn't expecting that from Joe Dante. No, fair play. Not after a while. Weird, it's interesting, not... but but yeah, not not the not my favourite one. No, but <laughs> too bad. No, this is probably my least favourite, which is the next one, which is done by. Oh, dude, really? Rachel Kitmura. The it's called Mash It. You you talk about this then, dude. What did you What did you like about it? Um, I like the whole kind of like 
It was it it was blatantly tongue in cheek, blatantly taking the piss. Yeah, in, in certain st- like this star's the, a priest. The, the music was fucking hilarious. It was so funny, like the kind of rock, kind of like uplifting rock anthem, like in the middle. It's it's bizarre. It was really bizarre, but I liked. Um, I really liked um, the fact that the effects of the um, the kind of demon that was called apparently Machete. It's mm. like that. Like every so often, there's just like a little, like obviously, like little flash of him behind people, or you know, you just see a quick image of him, really, really, really quick. If you if you blink, you would have mi- missed it. But I like I liked it, the demon, uh, the demon behind it. But then it just went mental, and it's just like um, I really liked the uh, the priest when he was just like hacking up kids, <laughs> like literally stabbing kids through and chopping their heads off. Yeah, it starts uh, off with a bit of like a possession film. You think it's like a possession, you know, you got kids like yeah, it is, it being is a possession film, isn't it? It's like possession. this 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 um demon is taking over people and it's kind of like take it's it's going through people's bodies and stuff. Um from body to body and you don't quite quite know where it's going. And it goes into a bit of village of the damned and sort of stuff like that and the kids sort of are absolutely going for these uh, priests and a nun who are yeah. fucking as well it's like that that was crazy <laughs> this is why i like it because it, it was like completely batshit it was nuts and then the way he sort of just grabs a sword like you said the amount of blood yeah in this one fair play well done again no it's like it's it's a director that's that's obviously been influenced by loads of different movies and he's just gone i'll take that bit this bit that bit and pay homage to this that and you know, it was a bit like machete. A little bit, a little bit of edge, yeah. And then, but then he's obviously seen things like Brain Dead and stuff like that, where there's just limbs flying around and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but I think it's brave. It was brave killing loads of little young kids. Literally, they were young as well. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just like. There's a lot of dead children in this. Yeah. And even the end where it kind of like ends up on the top of the church, kind of um, where like it's the possessed woman and the the nun and then it's the way she kills her it's like that happens in quite a lot of demon movies it's pretty fucked you know up I mean? yeah i know what you mean but it's pretty fucked up when she's still moving at the end and stuff yeah like, like give me your last rights and she's still like, like all fucked up and yeah uh, i quite enjoyed that one i, I thought it's quite funny I, I found myself uh chuckling at yeah some bits of that. i did and i think again you're supposed to do you know what i mean it wasn't yeah. bad it wasn't bad um this one, however, this is got this is called this one. Next one is by David Slade. David Slade's um, a big deal as well. Thirty Days a Night, exactly. Yeah, which um, I really liked. Yeah, this, however, and is not just the worst not one just Thirty Days and no, Night though. He's obviously directed one of the Twilight movies as yeah. well. Not, not not my favorite. And he though. got his he got and he obviously used that connection in this movie because the main actress is the is the the mum mm. from Twilight. He plays Esme. Nesme, you know, you know Twilight. No, I, I mean, I, I just heard, heard. Yeah, I did my little research. Don't know. You, you read the book, Definitely. watched all the films, got a t-shirt. probably done the making of. Yeah. Went to that Twilight convention. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> anyway, that episode. Yeah. What, but what yeah, did, so I thought it was very Black Mirror. I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't either. I, that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. I was <laughs> I like, don't, I don't. I still don't know. I still don't know. I mean, okay, so. So weird. It was very Black Mirror, but like I don't think it was because it, was it black didn't and... really. It just was too what the fuck for me. It, it sort of reminded me. What's going on? I don't of, um... understand at all. Ah, oh, 
what was that fucking fucked up one in Black Mirror, Black and White? It was called Something Head. Um, and it had those little robots in. Yeah. I mean, it didn't have, any, don't get me wrong, it didn't have any little robots in. The only thing I can relate to that is Black and White, mate. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's well acted and it was visually interesting because yeah. it had a lot of grotesque um, masks and stuff, I guess, going on, a lot of grotesque imagery. Um, but I didn't. What, what was she? Where was she? Because it said no that idea. I think it said that she was in. She was like, going to commit suicide. I think she had like dark thoughts, but and like the kids weren't hers, or were they hers? I don't know if she was seeing stuff or it was all made up. It was sort of like they live, but not. There was, you know, I could, I could. I totally thought that when I was watching yeah. it come like because she was seeing different stuff to other people and it was like but was she was she or was she actually seeing was, she oh, just, that's the thing. was this a psychiatrist what was is she ill i i, I, I completely liked... was confused about this one i i don't know what it was about and then at the end of the cinema she we assume that she shoots herself in the head yeah assuming she does but i don't weird. know very weird it was fucking odd <laughs> It was just odd, this one. And yeah, I, got, I, I, I must admit, I, I kind of, like... They could, I mean, it's got an odd name, The Way to Egress. It was supposed to be, like... A I was po- not interested. It was almost like The Upside Down. Mm. Oh, it's fucking... T- it was too weird. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, and then the last one... Directed by Mick Garris himself. Yeah. Called Dead. Mm. Didn't really enjoy it. It was a weird one, wasn't it? It was like... um. I don't know whether I just the the main kid in it didn't he for me he wasn't emoting enough for me he, he didn't have enough like in him because I know right let's get one sure. I know they're very short stories and you've got to cram a lot in right and maybe that is the issue with this one but it was this one was weird because I was just like now it starts off with this kid he's doing a piano recital that he makes himself. And then his parents get hijacked and him get hijacked by some crazy nut killer, which they don't explain. They don't have to. I don't care about that. I don't need to know a backstory of all that. <laughs> but then his parents get killed, right, in front of him. And he runs away and gets shot as he's running away. And then he's waking up. And, and the weirdest thing is in this hospital that he, his parents have just been killed. He's in intensive care. Obviously, there's no other next of kin. He don't seem that fussed about his parents being dead. He's still sort of talking to his mum. Well, yeah, but you know, it's just it's it's just weird. It's just like I think if you're a kid at that age, just I think there was a little bit more. They needed an actor with a little bit more emotion. Yeah, I didn't like the style horror. I think it boils down for me hospital a hospital drama setting. Like it's almost like an episode of Buffy. They set into like. Um, in a hospital where he can sort of see things and sort of stuff like well, that. Now, they, obviously, he he dies on the table while they're operating on him to get this bullet out and apparently dies for like 19 minutes. So he's kind of passed and now he can see kind of dead people because he's kind of passed over and he's seeing all these dead people in, in the hospital, which some of that I thought was quite cool. Uh, there was a guy with a stitched up face that I thought was quite cool. The effects on that was good. Uh, and then he kind of befriends this other kind of girl that's in there that 
obviously is in there because she's tried to kill herself and she's actually died and she can also see dead people. I see dead people. Um, but yeah, it was, and then, and then the bumbling killer comes back Yeah. and attempts to try and kill him, but doesn't really succeed. And it was just, it was all a little bit too. There was one weird. thing I think in this one I quite liked. And mm. that was when the dad died by the car. Like they were having a, fumble yeah. about the gun yeah. and the gun accidentally goes off and shoots half his head off and i was like all right fair play good mm. good makeup on that that was some there was some good uh special effects there i mean throughout there was some good special effects and good use of the blood got to give him a clap for that mm. music's all right projectionist was quite weird is as mickey rocks as a character and stuff mm. and he actually lets the kid go at the end as well but he doesn't let the rest of them go yeah but does he because he says like your future is like whatever he says that you can't change the future so what's he saying that that's actually going to happen to him I think sometimes they went too clever when they didn't really need to Mm. yeah and then it was like did a bit of I did like Mickey Rourke playing Mickey Rourke but they they almost did like a fucking like um, Indiana Jones thing at the end like all these fucking like old um, projection things with names on it and stuff like that. You know, what was it called? Yeah. Oh, it, it pulls back and is the archives of yeah. all the all the videos he's collected over yeah. the years. So yeah, I quite like that. All in all, a bit weird, bit odd. Not, not, I mean, you know, if I was comparing it to like a an anthology series which blew me away, like VHS, mm. doesn't touch a ball, a, an absolute ball sack on that. The one, Pardon? the, the what, one, say that phrase again. The one, clump, the one that comes close mm. would be the first one, the thing in the woods. For me, that was out of the five. That's my, yeah, that's that's my, my cup. Of tea. That's my cup of tea. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, I I applaud what they're trying to do on a low budget, and I applaud that they're doing this without help from anybody else, and it's their own creations. And I think creatively, that's fantastic. And you know, without it, you know, it. It, would it cha- is it a game changer for horror no it isn't but is it a showcase for people that want to get stuff out there kind of that people wouldn't necessarily see then yeah which i think is great I, brilliant. I, I, saw I personally think it would be better as a tv show i yeah it felt a bit like okay we've got creep show now that's doing wonders yeah but i think this this is taken from the pr- the premise of creep show and twilight zone oh, and all of that course sort of crap i totally agree. said that he's totally. come out and said that this so, is, he made it he, got this down for 12 years ago if he it's like if he can produce it this as a but at a budget right as a regular thing i'd watch him you know if you get if he starts getting like the likes of like these you know even jordan peele gets some modern day directors See, i don't, and stuff I don't like. think jordan peele doesn't need it i'd he rather doesn't. get the like people the indies. that are not heard of like jennifer reader like joe Begus. joe Begos. yeah well, even he's getting up now but yeah. like all these up-and-coming directors you know that but they really, had some really big cool. ones on there david slade and joe dante they ain't like small fry yeah but they've they've not done anything for ages this is the point they want to get their stuff out there and they don't they nobody will kind of like you know they're going oh that they you know they're you know with don mancini sake, maybe george america can get a fucking movie made like <laughs> 10 years ago and and you know and you know god bless him he's passed over obviously but now it was oh george america legend now, if he tried to go and get a movie made, they'd probably be chucking all the cash at him. So, you know, but anyway, I just think that people... Or maybe just, like, get some directors who, who you know, just want to have a go. Well, yeah. Just want to have a go at horror. I love it. Yeah. 
there's so, plenty of people out there now trying trying new stuff and interesting stuff but obviously like you know it's on the lines of abc of death and all that sort of stuff abc of death i suppose are even shorter versions aren't they this, this these were quite longer these were like 35 minute pop which yeah like, it, it extended longer. that's why i think it should have been a tv show yeah not a bad shout mate right as a whole though you've got to rate this as a whole yeah How it's difficult man it's like I don't know. I I mean, personally, I gave, I thought in my head, you know, I, I enjoyed some of them, not all of them as most. Um, I think I would have rather seen it like, rather than sat there and watched the whole thing like I did, I probably would have rather seen it as a TV show. Yeah, again, I'm saying it again. But I, I'd give it six breaths out of ten because I can see, you know, what is put behind it and, and, and the ideas and I was entertained watching it and I did enjoy a lot of bits of it like that first one like you said it's brilliant really really good um, but as a whole I think I just as a whole thing I just yeah it didn't hit every note for me I didn't absolutely love it I liked it I'll give you the same mate because I mean what they're trying to do with Mickey Rourke's character as a projectionist and stuff like that, it's got some it could have a bit more oomph and stuff like that behind it like the creep and from the creep show hmm. and stuff like that is definitely that sort of character. I kind of liked the location, the set and like the idea of how it was actually done. Hmm. So yes, for me, it's a, it's a six. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Be a little, a little bit above average. Right then. Right. So next that's uh that's a nightmare cinema and our main review done. Our next episode, we're going to be try, uh, watching uh black Christmas which stars the lovely the Im- Imogen, Not the yeah, the new one, Imogen Poots, um, amongst a whole host of others. Um, this is going to be. This is about the. F- this is the fourth iteration of Black Christmas, or the third. Third. I third, think. I think. Yeah. So yeah, modern day Black Christmas. Bring it on! Another slasher. Can't wait. That's, that's we're back to the cinema. Woohoo! Maybe. Definitely, it's on. I saw yeah. it. I saw yeah. it. Right, cool. So that's uh, next episode. Now we're going to move on to our something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Alright, this episode something to scream about is yet again our third instalment of our discussion on In Search of Darkness, the 80s horror doc. And this time around, we're going to be looking at 84 and 85. <laughs> it's exciting. How are you finding it, mate? Love it. I'm still waiting for my hard copy, but, you know, I can't wait to watch that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, mate. It's just like, brings back the old memories, doesn't it? Before we dive into the two years, yes. there's obviously, they split them up. Mm. And they split up this time around with two absolute gems yeah. of a discussion point. One was... um. 3D in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll have to chat about that. And the other was um, Villains, mm. which was a great little discussion. Yeah. So I think all we do is, what was your favourite 3D movie from the uh, from the 80s? Oh, my God. I, I don't really know. Um, I haven't watched a lot of them. I remember having the Friday the 13th part, whatever it is. Well, it's 3D. 3D. Oh yeah, it's just 3D, isn't it? Free, free yeah, 3D. 3D. Yeah, I remember having that. Um, that was quite well done because, like, like they say on the documentary, 
things came out at you. Yeah. So it wasn't rather like, oh, we're just going to make it pop a little bit. It was like proper, like, coming out, like rakes coming out of the screen. Yeah. Arrows being shot and stuff like that, which was cool. I think they did that one a lot better. That was cool. Um, And I remember renting from the video store um, Freddy's, uh, Freddy's Dead 3D. Yeah, that's a bit later on, though, isn't it? But that that had hardly any 3D moments there. It was only 3D at the end. Sorry. Um, But yeah, but as 3D movies go, I don't really watch many. I'm not a fan of 3D. Nah. At all. I don't like it. The only film that I've seen in 3D is not even a horror film, and that was probably Gravity. Same as. It was amazing. Uh, Anything else, I'm kind of like Avatar crap. Like. I just, liked the cheesiness of the 80s 3D then and the 3D before that. I liked putting on those fucking, mm. um, what they, green green and red? Were they green and red or blue and red? Blue and red. Blue and red yeah. sort of glasses. Yeah. I love putting on still got on my Freddy's glasses. Dead glasses. Fucking great. Somewhere. It's like Jaws 3D for me all day. Yeah. <laughs> fucking such a shit movie, but I loved it at the same time. And mm. that bit where he blew them up at the end. I don't think I've even seen that in 3D. Oh, mate, it's fucking bullshit, but you got to watch it. Oh, the only time I watched that was probably on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Without the glasses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, like, obviously, that bit was when we 3D. And that bit and that bit. And that was yeah. so fucking cool. But they did that, and then obviously, these villains. It's just a money making yeah. thing, though, isn't it? It's just like they charge, charge more and stuff like that. See, yeah, it's, it's, it seems to me not going anywhere at the moment. They're trying. They need, I think, to make 3D work now, mm. that it's like, okay, we've done it. Gra- fads wearing off now. The gravity. When I watched Star Wars, mm. the first one, Force Awakens, 3D, and where, the, for me, where it works is it's the depth. Yeah. So it's not about things coming out. It, for me, it's about how you can make the, the sort of cinema go back. And you feel you there. That's for me right. how it, when it works. Okay. Things flying at me, I'm like fuck. Off. I don't need them. I, I need, like that. You like the things flying at you? Yeah, do you? yeah. Because so, I've done like those Disney 3D things, and they're proper 3D. Like they've got Muppets 3D thing, and like Gonzo puts his hook in the crown. It literally, like, it feels like it's gonna hit you because it's. <laughs> I don't know. There's a different style of 3D, and then there's another like this little uh, animated character comes out, and floats in front of you, and it looks like it's right in front of you. So it's, I think it's a different style. Okay. I wish you could get that in the cinema. I think they It'd need, probably cost too much. I think they need to explore more the VR. Yeah, well, well there's the 3DX sphere, isn't yeah. there now, where it's kind of like smell, uh, it rains on you, there's wind, and the seats move. It's like a fucking roller coaster. Yeah. I watched Last Jedi there, and it was just fucking mental. We'll, uh, we'll see. Over the next fun. couple of years, I think VR is going to be play a big part in movies, and movies yeah, are going to start going down that route. And you're gonna have you're gonna be in a first person like Hardcore Henry or something like that. Like when we did the, uh, the well, you'd be sat down, but when we did the Star Wars three uh, yeah. experience thing, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, and then the villains, obviously, mm. so many villains from the eighties and stuff. Like that. What was your favorite? My favorite back then was probably Freddy. Yeah. Yeah, when I was younger, I'd say it's probably Freddy. All Chucky that. all day. Oh yeah, Chucky. Well, like, I, I love the critters and stuff. I love oh, the yeah, puppets love, and love stuff. Critters, but yeah, but as villains, villains go Chucky up, for me. Freddy. Chucky was just like great because I just fucking scared the shit out of me because I thought like he could just be there, <laughs> fucking there, just creepy as fuck. Right, come on, let's dive into the years. Then. Roll them off. No, we got starting with 1984. Uh, another great year for Stephen King. I mean, another two great years for Stephen King here. So, spot the Stephen King. First one off, Children of the Corn. Mm. 
What do you do? You ever seen that one? Of course, I have. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I really want to get a copy now. It's hard. It's quite hard to get hold of, like uh, on Blu-ray. I really Malachi. It's really good. I had used to have it on VHS. I haven't yeah. got a copy anymore. I had, a, I had the um, trilogy in a box set on VHS, oh, nice. one, two, and three. Cool. Um, oh, I think I've seen them all. There's loads of them now, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's shit loads. But yeah, like a from like a the a small. It's like a small one of his smaller stories mm. it's fucking great Sarah Connor Sarah Connor <laughs> <laughs> fucking but Children of Corn just you know great scary little story not the best movie but cheesy and kind of right up there um Friday the 13th part 4 the final chapter yeah 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 one of your favourites isn't it it is one of my favourites yeah <laughs> just for that dance scene alone oh what um Crispin Glover yeah I yeah, but obviously you got the Corey going Corey Feldman in that weird oh, yeah. little skinhead thing. Well, that's the thing; it's brilliant, and that's got one of the best kills ever in it. Yeah, a machete fall. It's just and Tom Savini fucking smashes it for the effects in that one. It's all about the effects in that one. It's just amazing from start to finish, effects wise. The kills are brilliant. The storylines, yeah, a little bit ropey, but fuck it, it's, it is what it is, and. I don't know, it's just it's got a special place in my heart. One of the best sequels, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. I love it, I love it. This one, next one, was on at the Furnace. I don't know if you remember, all the time, Firestarter. A club we used to go to, to yeah. called the Furnace. A yeah. little rock club, and it used to, used to play like Tank Girl. I think maybe The Shining occasionally, but Firestarter, I think, was always on there. Yeah. I think that was the first time I saw it. Not, not didn't even have the sound. Without words. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, just watching just, it, like... Yeah. Drew Barrymore and stuff like that, and just fucking. It's an alright film. It's a bit of a slow burn. It's it's not not the best film ever. It's a che- it's very cheap, but mm-hmm. also but the fire was there's lots of fire in it. I do believe that it was supposed to be directed by John Carpenter. It was, but he he left it because he couldn't got fired. Or something. Well, he, he he left it because he couldn't. Um, I can't remember. He can, they wouldn't let him do his vision because he wanted it to be big budget. Yeah. And it's like they didn't have the money. Right. So he's yeah. like, I don't want to do it if I can't do Fair it. The play. Way I want to do it. He's got Fair a play. point. And it is. Like, it is. It need a budget, didn't it? It, it did. I and mean, maybe one day they need to redo that. They could redo it faster. will do. Maybe with like. Uh, she's probably too old now. Oh, God. Uh, careful. What are you going to say? Not Dave Baptista again, is it? No. I was thinking <laughs> about Eleven. What's her name? Oh, yeah. Mary Millie Bobby, Bob, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown, but she's a bit too old now. Have her a little bit older, mm, maybe. But f- f- Drew Barrymore, one of her like first outings after ET and stuff like that, she smashes it. Gertie, yes. So I very much like got a special place in my heart for yeah. Firestar. Have you read the book? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. Gremlins. <laughs> Joe Dante. Don't have to say any more. I mean, move what, on. What is there to say? Nine eight four. We got one of the best movies I love that. out of the eighties. I just love uh, the fact that, as well, that um, originally it was just going to be like the fact that Gizmo was going to turn into Stripe, and like it was just going to be one creature throughout the whole movie, and then half, literally, they film most of it. And they're like, actually, Gizmo's really cool, and everybody loves him, and he's such a good little character. Let's keep him. So they went back and shot just loads of um, Gizmo bits that's yeah. why he's not in half the fucking film that he's in billy's bag because they didn't shoot loads of gizmo stuff 
So they went back and shot loads of bits and then put it in. The, the but grem- fair play to them, it was supposed, worked. Gremlins was supposed to be a really, really dark horror yeah, movie really, and stuff really like that. Like yeah. Gizmo was supposed to be the villain eventually turning into Spike and stuff yeah. like that. And then what they did with it and made it and recognised that it could be something more. And they still got... And they, they said they took loads out and they made it like... Um, they, they never used the word kid-friendly, but everyone could just tell. Mm that it was desi- it was a horror movie for kids and it's still got some pretty dark moments I mean the bit with oh I wouldn't show my kids this is the, the, the Christmas tree bit fucking pussy man what are you on about little children you ain't got a fucking clue mate I'd show them all day you ain't got a clue all day little... yeah and then and then okay alright then you go and show some kids that movie what age group and you saying? can stay you can stay around their house what age are we talking and see if you get woken up at night what age um I'd say probably I'd say ten. Okay. I'd say ten, dude. You're you're forgetting like how fucking crazy that star is. I'll give you ten. The Christmas tree, the red eyes, the fucking stabbing with the knife. They stab his fucking mum, dude. Gizmo. It's man. like yeah, you might have had a fucking shit upbringing, mate, but I said I just gave you. I just gave my kids. I just gave you ten. They get out of bed enough as it is. Oh god, you said. This debate is going to go on and on until you fucking realise when you get woken up at 12 o'clock at night. I just agreed with you. Ten's a good age. Chill out. The next movie I'd let them watch them at about. The next movie I'd let them watch at like five, which is A Nightmare on Elm Street. You have to cut that out because that's fucking shit. What? Start again. Like that bit. Next movie. Right. The next movie, I'd let them watch them at five. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Because I watched it. Oh, yeah, I'd let them watch that from three, mate. I watched, let, 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 I watched that about when I was five. No, you didn't. I did. I accidentally, <laughs> I accidentally turned it on. Really? I remember vividly. And we had, you know, you had VHSs lying around with, yeah. like, out, with not names put on. And oh, it, yeah, on this that... VHS, you put it on, you're like, oh, what is this? And Whack you it. thought it was uh, Booty Bounces 5. What the fuck it was? I was only five and I was like, expecting something. And on there was Platoon. Did that have three X's on it? Nah, on there was Platoon. <laughs> right. And A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And right, I got okay. two vivid memories when I was like, they fucking haunted me. I couldn't watch Nightmare on Elm Street until I was 18 because it fucked me up. Cause it, so, you know, <laughs> fair play. I was, I was, oh, there we go. So, it, oh, we're backtracking yeah, now. Look at me how I've turned out now. Yeah, freaking moron <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I got those vivid memories so yeah but in fact, Nightmare on Street 84 we've done that we've done that for the pod fucking great movie mm-hmm. you know spawned a, a, a lifetime of uh, sequels I think and, and a syn- and synonymous villain for the 80s and we watched this next one as part of the pod which we both of us had never seen I think both of us had never seen this before but it's now one of my favourite movies of all time. Night of the Comet. Yeah, Night of the Comet. <sighs> yeah, it's brilliant, wasn't it? What a film. I was just blown away by that. Just the simpleness of it. Mm, Two it was... women just, you know, <laughs> surviving an apocalypse. Yeah. It's just crazy, though. It's, 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 I, you just don't know where it's going. I think that's the, the reason why I, I really liked it as much. Because it didn't have like, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. It just took you off on a random kind of just story, which I loved. And mm. it's like, you just didn't know what was going to go next. It was just so batshit. It was so random. I loved it. 
And it was all the little dream sequences and stuff yeah. like that. And sort of the social commentary was in there. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Oh, the two the two actresses were great. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, it's just it was just the perfect eighties movie. Love Absolutely. that. Right then, let's move on to eighty five. This would be interesting to see which ones you've watched. Company of Wolves. Have you seen that one? I haven't. You know, I haven't seen Company of Wolves. So I've got to lend you that one then. That's a. It's a very. And it's an. Anf- anf- I think it's an anthology sort of. Yeah, it is. I've read that. Yeah, the way it's stuff. sort of like yeah. set and stuff. I believe from my memory, I've got a tin. Got an interesting DVD copy actually. It's a tin copy. It's really old, so I don't know if you know if you get that kind of copy now. Cool. It's really cool. You'd, I think you'd like it actually. Um, before That's werewolf before Zabby and all that sort of stuff. What? Yeah, I lent it. Dan, Dan borrowed it off me once. Oh, yeah. cool. So that werewolf Dan seen it, and it's got of one of the in most interesting transformation scenes ever with like the wolf sort of coming out of the skin. It's fouled up there as being a great werewolf movie. Yeah, but it's got it goes into the mythology around like you know this is when me and Dan had loads of discussions around like menstrual cycles and all this sort of stuff, and Red Riding Hood being so. Um, poignant in the story of oh, like okay, myth, right. mythos, okay. mythos and stuff like that so it's quite interesting really really interesting yeah, enough, yeah. Um, oh, we watched this as part of the podcast The Stuff yeah it's good oh, fun yeah. Larry Cohen really awesome batshit yeah, yeah. absolutely batshit and he says we, on, neither of us had seen that either we? no that was a good find yeah, yeah that was fun. That and was do you fun. own that now on that uh, DVD, uh, on VHS, I do not. No, but, um, but we've both got it on um, Blu-ray, haven't we? The stuff. You can't get enough of the stuff. Of oh, the stuff. You remember the theme tune? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? Another film of mass consume. Yes. Light. Very, really good. very apt to the 80s and yeah, stuff in terms yeah. of consumership. Day of the Dead. Oh, mate. Your favourite one of the four, is it? No. Dawn and Dead. Dawn and Dead all day, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Big fucking poster there, mate. I know, I know, I know <laughs> what's next to me. No, Dawn and Dead all day. But no, Day of the Dead is fucking very closely followed. It's just Bub. Yeah. It's, it's just brilliant. one of the best zombies ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some great crack. And there are a lot of, like, a lot of haters out there because it had a lot of talking in it. But I kind of liked all the... I liked the fact you got to know yeah, what was, was going on. It was good dialogue, man. Yeah, I like, really good. And some fucking awesome effects. Mm. Like, the zombies are great in it. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I really, I just remember seeing it on video, like around my mate's house. The, the guy who I spoke to you about, spoke to you about before on the podcast, and you know, I go around and he just have a, like a whole cabinet full of VHSs, and we watched that so many times. We're gonna have to get it. stuck into Georgia Romero in the new year. Mm. So we haven't done Georgia, Georgia. Yeah, I know. So, and we've done free Clive Barker movies. So come on, mate. Boys I know it's ass. weird, isn't it? But it's <laughs> like it's not not intentionally. Do you know what I mean? I just think it's just like waiting for the right time, isn't it? It's like... Yeah. It's weird, isn't it, how it goes, but definitely getting on it next year. I know, man. Uh, was your pick, I think, Fright Night, or was it mine? Don't know. Don't know who picked that one. I think it was me, I think. It might be me. I can't remember. But I don't know, but it was fucking good We've watch. That, yeah. I enjoyed watching The Little Vampire Butte. Um, yeah, I, I hadn't seen that for a, like a, a good length of time, and it's just a great movie. It's got like... Real comedic thing, sort of like the Burbs. Yeah. Real real good. Yeah, it's got that feel to it, hasn't it? This is another one we've done. This is a great year for us. We obviously, this is, this these two years sort of mean a lot, I suppose, because we've done another one, which is actually, out of these, we've done fucking fair few. Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Tarman. Oh. Yeah. Just fantastic. Howling 2, we haven't done, I haven't seen Howling 2. Hmm. 
They keep going on about this scene. I haven't seen Hallam 2. I've seen, I've seen the first I've one. seen the first one. Second. I haven't seen the second one. It's I weird. I've seen like, the new one as well. Got made, well, not new, but it was made for you, and it was utter shite. It was so yeah. bad. Somebody obviously got the rights to it and made this really, really bad, <laughs> kind of like almost Twilight slash oh. really poor horror version. Like It's like Howling 5 or something, or 6 or something like that. It's crazy. We get another Stephen King the next one i haven't seen this yeah so this is going to be in the new year this is a, a must watch i must find yeah and we will watch this as part of a rewatch as a part of our move from the vault silver bullet silver bullet yeah yeah i haven't seen it have you uh yeah a long long time ago okay Corey haim yeah and I, that's a Corey movie i haven't watched yeah that upsets me a lot and oh. gary Busey. I wonder, I think we're going to have to track that down. We're going to have to track that down, and that's going to have to be on our list definitely to watch. Interesting. Because it's a Stephen King movie I haven't seen. Mm, Have you read the book? No. For a big Stephen King uh, fan, you haven't read many books, have you? I don't, you know, I've read... (laughs) You've read the big ones. I've read The Stand, It, Cujo, Salem's Lot. Um, I bet my mum's read them all, mate. Of course she has, every single one. I think she said she's not sure about his style at the moment, but I think she's hasn't liked his new newer work okay but she's got every single one of them cool so that's good or i have i've nicked him off her <laughs> <laughs> um and then the last one was one of our favorites that we reviewed was reanimator reanimator oh, some mate. of the most fucked up scenes <laughs> in any fucking it's horror brilliant. movie yeah, I mean, it's brilliant barbara crampton's on there talking about it and it's like what the actual fuck is you know, she's got a head between her legs. You know, she's completely naked. It wouldn't get made. It wouldn't get made, it wouldn't get made now. It but it, they, you know, Jeffrey Coombs is on there as well, and we're like, it's just legend. Yeah, and Herbert West is one of the fucking great characters. It's our package, mate. What's he, what was <laughs> it? What was his line? Fucking get a sideshow, a job in the sideshow, or something like that. It's just, oh, it's just great. He's just got some great lines in it. It's, it's a weird movie, isn't it? Weird but it's, movie. it's weirdly amazing. Yeah, definitely. It's just like one of those movies that you have to see. Right. It's so a that, staple. So, that's, that's, so you've got to look at the themes today. It's weird how, like, 84, 85, we've seen a lot. We're starting to see a lot more between us. Um, and like the the themes and stuff, obviously the sl- you're still getting this view of the slashes coming through. Yeah, a lot of Stephen King in there. Um, but like '85, we're sort of you go and when you sort of talk about the likes of like Fright Night, you're kind of diving into something slightly different mm. in terms of the vampire sort of genre. It's quite interesting. And not the comments unique, but yeah, a lot of um. Yeah, very interesting. Gremlins yeah. 84. It's, it's good to see the themes. And so next time we're doing 86 and 87. Yeah, I think now we're getting into territory that we've probably uh, seen a lot more, haven't we? Because it's like getting into the time where we were like properly watching things. Yeah. Renting things and stuff like that. Can't bloody wait. Can you bloody wait, man? Right, so that's our next episode. We'll do 86 and 87 of the 80s horror doc. Surge of Darkness. Okay, shall we move on to our movie from the vault? Let's do it. This episode's movie from the vault is The Exorcist. What'd you do today? Mm -hmm. Sit down. 
bed was shaking. Do you think I should take her to a psychiatrist? The problem with your daughter is not her bed. It's her brain. We've got a guest. You're gonna die up there. I went to Billy and I said, you know, this is something special. The makeup was difficult for me. Linda was just this cute, sweet, little, innocent girl. Um, I was raised um, Protestant. We didn't talk about the devil. And then to see her transform, and what the amazing part she did with it, to see that and see what she was like behind the scenes, just a young girl, just having a milkshake, that to me is just so nice to see. Our father. Excellent day for an exorcism. You'd like that? Intensely. Um, I'm not even going to do a synopsis on this one because it's ridiculous. I'm not even going to do a cheesy, like. What happens if there's somebody out there who hasn't seen it? I don't know. They're going to have to like. I know someone that has seen it. Have this you really? is the thing. It's like I've, I've, I mean, there's probably a lot of people that haven't seen it. I do know one person that listens to the podcast that hasn't seen it. Please say it's not like uh, fucking Geordie Paul. It's not Geordie Paul. Um, <laughs> I'll be coming for you, man. I'm coming all the way to Ireland I've had, with I've a had copy. Word, I've had words with said person, so I, I'm going to make See sure. your wife? I, no, it's not. <laughs> it's my it's my wife from work. It's a guy called Steve that listens to the show. Oh, Steve, what are you doing? <laughs> but I'm going to make sure he watches it. I'm going to get him a copy and... He's gonna watch it, and then I want I want feedback. But anyway, yeah, it's two hours of your life, mate, that you'll wish never forget. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we're 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 going to talk exorcist. We're going to talk about everything exorcist. What was your first experience, and when did how old were you two when you watched this? No, how old were you when oh, you watched? This? See, this is an interesting thing. What was my first experience of watching the movie? Um, so don't remember when i heard about it but i be i don't i don't think i i had it on vhs i had a fucking thick vhs copy as a as it was one of those um vhs covers that weren't like a snap case oh a clamshell it wasn't a clamshell mm-hmm. it was a sort of um oh, like a a sleeve almost that you sort of like pulled up so it didn't have a clip all right so it's just really like it's a 25th it's a 25th anniversary edition okay so do the maths 
It was the 25th anniversary edition. And it's 40 years old. And it's 40 years. So 1973 it came out. So 1978 plus 20, 1998? Yes. Yeah, so I'd have got my copy in 1998. Yeah. So I'd have been about 17. Wow. Okay. So when okay. I watched it by, like, and got the copy and watched it, I'm gone, whoa. Yeah. However, the one that I really vividly remember was like, it came, I think it, that same year, the 25th anniversary, it came out of the cinema again. That's right, it did, yeah. And um, me and Mr. Mr. Werewolf Dan and a few few friends, I mm-hmm. think there's three of us, me, Dan, and my mate Rob, my sister's husband, um, went to went to watch it. Okay. On a cold, dark night at the cinema and got a little pamphlet, you know, a little celebratedly pamphlet. Was it wasn't it around like Halloween as well? I it was. It was in definitely in the autumn. Yeah. Time. Oh my fucking word! And we watched it. It's fucking out on the, at the cinema, and I just it was just fucking great movie. The director's cut as well with yeah. all the extras in it as well. Great movie, freaked me out. Those two winded me up on the way home as well. But you know, I watched it, and we it was just moot. It was just what, what do you something think? different. Why? Um, why did it like freak you out so much? Why? Why did it spook you? What? What I've, do you think? Why do you think it, it gets to so many people? Right, like similar like paranormal activity. Yeah, it builds attention from the start, mm. so it doesn't just fucking slap you in the face. It. So it's attention for you. It, it's tension. It's the music. It's the, um, the vividness of the scenes of possession. Um, that are just like stick with you, and it's like. The language that was used mm-hmm. and because i watched it like recently obviously i watched it this week and you know which I, did you watch director's cut nah oh, you didn't watch director's cut did i might have done it okay. didn't have the spider walk in it oh that's not the director's right. cut then. so because it's that's in the separate so i just watched it in its original okay. cut okay um and it's just i like, think i prefer the director's cut mm, oh we'll get onto that in a bit yeah okay. but for me it's just like it's just it's a it's a, t- taking aside the fact that it's a horror movie, it's a fucking really well made movie. Oh yeah, for its time as yeah. well. Nineteen seventy three, man. This is like it's 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 well acted. It's mm. got tension. It's got really scenes. It's got this weird symbolism. The bit at the beginning you always forget in in northern Iraq and stuff like that. Mm. And it's just fucking great. And then those scenes of possession come out of nowhere, like the the you know yeah mother sucks cucks and how those sorts of like. Mm scenes that everyone sort of quotes they're fucking like over in a shot mm. you know but they they stick with people and the tubular bells as well is only in there briefly like they didn't and that they didn't overplay that because i mm. thought that was in there a lot more but yeah they, and this time around i've noticed some things as well that i didn't notice before which right. fucking freaked me out even more um uh yeah it was just like very eerie and very it felt very real when I first watched it, I could see with my horror eyes on it some of the things because there's so many different piss takes and stuff. Okay, so, right. Some of it's creeped in a little bit into the, into the watch, I think. Now, so I could some of the things you kind of go, oh, okay. It still didn't didn't get me as much as it did back then no well this thing you, you can't become desensitized to a lot of it because you've seen a lot of stuff now i find myself getting desensitized by things but there's things in this movie that just it, that i remember just it's just 
really strange how it affects different people in different ways. What was your first memory of it then? Um, God, well, like, obviously I, I remember everybody saying, like, like, this film is just, like, people... All I remember reading and seeing it in, like, Fangoria when I used to, like, go into W. Smith and read it on the counter and stuff. It's just, like, people go, oh, like, people faint in and people you know it should be banned and all this sort of stuff and it's got the craziest things happening in it which i don't really understand about I, I can't even remember what age i must have watched it at i have no idea i can't even remember um but all i remember is the thing that scared me more yeah the tension like itself but the fact of that that it's not it's something that could happen to someone that you don't know if it's real or not if it does this exist? Can somebody get possessed? There's loads of cases of it. It's just like, it's all the stuff around religion and the devil and like entities and possession. And it's just like one of those things that you can't really say, oh, it definitely 100% doesn't exist. It's it's a weird thing. It's like people have say they have all these kind of experiences and they've seen things and all this stuff. I mean, the, the film is based on a real life event that happened to a boy that was never knew languages and started speaking in tongues and and things come up on his chest like the words hal and stuff like that and um whether that's true or not but just even talking about that stuff now makes me a bit Mm. just makes me feel a bit uneasy because you can't explain it yeah because you can't explain it but but you know this movie is it's just it just starts off just it's in another country and it's foreign and it's just like what is going on here and and then it just goes just straight into kind of into like a normal person's life yeah. right yeah so it's, it, this is the thing it's not like you know a religious person's life they're not religious the, the mum is just an actress or an actor and and a daughter they live in a normal life and then why does this thing just suddenly click? Why does it choose Dragon? Yeah. Why, why does, does it choose it her? There's no, there's no explanation. There's no explanation, is there? Well, not really. All that I can think of is that... that she play with a Ouija board? See, yeah, so she, that's obviously the, the entry of it. Yeah, um, Captain you know, Howdy. Yeah, whether it needs like a, a virgin person or what, I don't know. I don't know, but it's just... It, it, I don't know, this movie is just the first movie to push the boundaries as far as it went do you know what i mean it was from yeah. a book and it so wasn't and the interesting thing i think about it it was <laughs> like it wasn't just the when when you're like a bit of a nerd like me you sort of dive into sort of the i suppose the behind the scenes sort of stuff and you hear about like you know some like you know kubrick-esque um level of acting sort of pushing the boundaries of what your prepared to put people through william freaking fucking you know he made a movie and made put the act the actors and all that sort of thing through hell Mm. and there was stuff on set that you heard that was like a bit dodgy which i'm sure we'll go into later and stuff like that but you know just the the coldness the breath and all that sort of stuff and what he put a foot was she 13 no she wasn't that was she that young I can't remember how young she was, but what he put, um, what's uh, Linda Blair, Linda Blair, yeah. who plays Reagan, through 
was nuts. Like the fact that he put her on the wood and stuff to like yeah. shove her up and down the, you know, that we you can get away with that now. This is the thing. Can get away with it. This is nineteen seventy three, right? Mm. So there were kind of no boundaries for any rules, regulations, um, and it was just a free for all. And it's just like you could do. And this is the thing: is it's like um, William Freakin wanted to basically do what he wanted with it he wasn't going to be told what to do it had to be done this way and the story had to be told this way um and he's fair play to him he's obsessed with like this this sort of side thing so obviously it's taken over his life because it's it's one of those movies it's like if anyone wants to get into horror like this is what happened when i was into horror when i was turned 18 or was like turned 16 or something like that, and it's like okay my mum sort of noticed that i had this like that i started liking these movies and she wanted to sort of embrace that. So it's kind of like talking to people about it and go, and I'm a, a big list person. Mm. So I'm like, okay, what's the top 10 horror movies of all time according to some list? And this is, you know, when you talk about, you know, The, the Shining, this is in every top 10 list. This is number five. one. It's in my top five. This so is, definitely. But, you know, this is the, the number one horror movie, I think, in a lot of lists. Oh, up yeah, there with exactly. the shining it's like you know and then there's that argument loads of people like say oh some people say it's not a horror movie you know which is ridiculous. what whatever way to describe it is it then exactly how is it not but there are people category? out there that, that, that will disagree with that it's a horror movie oh. a very small amount but, yeah i shout them down all day so but, yeah. all day. anyway let's not let's not get off, <laughs> off uh target so explain to me um so obviously let's look let's say the stars yeah. You know, we talk about director William Freaking starts Max von Sydor, yeah. um, Linda Blair as Reagan, and Jason Miller as Father Karras. That's sort of the main three. You know, the mother's obviously in it a lot. I can't. I, I didn't write an name. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, explain the beginning to me. What the fuck is the beginning all about? What when like... in northern Iraq? He's an arch- he's 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 an old priest who is into archaeology, right? Well, yeah, I think he's he's gone, and I don't know if he's in exile or whatever. He's taking a break or whatever, and he's excavating, and they find some kind of like art ancient artifact, um, and then you and obviously he gets some kind of feeling or works something out, and then you get that scene where the, apparently the, where he's opposite that statue uh is that supposed to be a demon or the devil no that this is a demon okay pazizu 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 okay i'm I'm so glad you know that so it's pazizu that apparently is that that statue right because they never mention the name in the in this in this one do they no and then basically i don't know if it's like an awake an awakening awakening for it i don't know i don't yeah it doesn't really explain doesn't really it. explain which is kind of good fine yeah yeah, yeah. doesn't need an explanation i don't know but that's scene it's kind of it's fucking weird isn't it? the way the that dogs you shot, yeah the dogs and it's like oh it's sound gut, it's gut-wrenching the sound yeah it's just like what the whole sound throughout this film is just brilliant yeah it's, it's, but yeah that that's what i took anyway it's just like it's saying something shit's gonna happen it's like mm. again like the tension it's building that tension slowly. And that's what I love about it. It goes from building up this tension of what the fuck's going on, this guy in this statue, and then it stops. And then bang, you're in suburbia, like in this town, and it's just normal well, life. In the, it's, it's New York, isn't it, or it's Washington? Washington. Yeah. Washington. And it's just like, it's all like 
you know, autumn leaves. It's I think it's Halloween, isn't it? And it's, mm. like, and it's all lovely, and it's all and this this woman who's got this great life. She's an actor, and she's filming, and her daughter's at home, and she's got shitloads of money, so she ain't got to worry about stuff. And then it and it just hits them, doesn't it? Then it's just like, starts to set. I mean, you get tubular bells playing as she does that walk mm. home from the set, and it's yeah. great. It's almost like. You know, they've it taken reminded a, me of, it just reminds Halloween. Me of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah it's like, which came later. <laughs> exactly. So, so it's, it's it's crazy, but and then yeah, you you just get this like you just get it starts descending. It's so slow in terms of the bits. So I'll run through the sort of descent mm. if you like. So like the little bits that start happening that sort of like that you see that are kind of like uh, um in they're like. Like Easter eggs. Foreshad- but, foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing, I suppose, is the right word. I don't know. Captain Howdy and the Ouija board, when that's yeah. kind of, that's mentioned just... Why do you think it's called Captain Howdy? Just like a, it's like, actually, it's like a name that she gives him. Mm. I don't think, then, you know, she's sort of just like a little girl, really, isn't she? Mm. So it's just sort of play, playful. This is the thing, it's like, she, also in the film, she is, she plays a very young version of, like, she's been mollycoddled. Mm. Like she seems younger than she is the way she's treated because yeah. I would imagine it's because it's kind of this privileged life that she's kind Can of... Can I have a horse here? Yeah, she's shit. very innocent and stuff. So she gets into bed with her mother at one stage, very mm. subtle. Um, my bed, you know, bed shaking, she mentions. <laughs> yeah. Completely brushed over, just, just that. And you can see a little look on her face that she's kind of a bit scared. But, um, you know, mother just like, oh, just get in bed, whatever. Mm. There's like bits about the way people are behaving in the house okay which i thought was quite interesting like there's the like i don't know if it's the producer or director is like giving those random nazi accusations against the um butler i was pissing myself over that it was nuts i love that little bit it's so funny did you notice i don't know if you're gonna say it but did you notice the model that she made no it's um it's it's kind of like a bird and it's like shaped like pazizu oh really yeah yeah it's like the the bird and and she also draws pictures of it oh i didn't notice that that's cool that's that's like references to it demon yeah ramps up a little bit with the that party when she comes in and goes you're gonna die up there that's fucking freaking and she wheezes on the carpet yeah if your kid came down and pissed on the carpet you'd be a bit in front of all your mates, you'd be a bit pissed off. Yeah, yeah, and he does die. He does die out there. He gets thrown out the window. Bless him. Mum witnessing the bed shake. That's yeah. the next bit, and that's sort of like that's when she's sort of like, whoa, what the fuck? And she jumps on the bed and stuff like that. Mm. And that's like, okay, we were sort of ramped up a little bit, and it comes out of sort of nowhere. It's a bit weird, a bit fucked up. That you get some horrible fucking scenes around the heart, like the horrible X-ray machine, the way that fucking noise makes it yeah this is again it's like going back to the sound thing um it's very interesting because it yeah it's it's really like visceral the sound and then the injections and stuff watching them go in and it's just like all this stuff to put her through just to find out what's going on with her which they're just trying to get a normal explanation because they can't understand what it is She's seeing. She's got lots of money. She can see whatever doctors she wants. Yeah, yeah. And those old machines, though, that they use, just crazy, isn't yeah. they? Like huge. massive. It's massive. massive. Great use of sound. It, then it just goes. This. Yeah, it goes. It escalates pretty fast. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me. 
Oh, sometimes it's hard to watch because it's like it's so fucking freaky mm. it's like what she's doing with a crucifix this is the crucifix bit mm. it's like this is like one of those scenes that everyone talks about it's like one of those fucked up things in like cinema history how'd they it, get away with it it just I don't fucking know yeah, but how would they get how literally would they get away with it it's 1973 that's what <laughs> that's why it just went so batshit because how how did they get away with putting that in how did it get past the ratings and stuff is just like, I, uh, beyond actually, beyond me. Actually, no, this is not. This is not because that happens later with the crucifix. So it's like she, the, later it's she the gets, language. Isn't it? This is this bit first where she goes. <laughs> I love it. She's fucking tells the doctor like she's really she, This stuff. is the like she's in she's in there and she's going fuck me fuck me and that lump comes up in her throat mm. and then she slaps her mum around the face really the, hard. The bed's and this is the you know the bed going up and down yeah. and up and oh that bed you know it's just sick that fucking scene um but because it's Bert's death is after that oh, yeah. the window because he's looking after her you got then uh, grabbing the psychiatrist nuts remember <laughs> oh, that yeah 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 and then this is the fucked up bit yeah, then we get to we the, get uh, it's, I think she says and I'm still trying to work this out she says she's going fuck Jesus fuck you fuck Jesus fuck you and then she's like lick me Lick me, and lick me. She and pushes her mum's face into her lower nether regions. Into her lower nether regions. And then fucking just literally throws like, throws her across the room, well. launches the bloody thing at her. She's got mm. a massive shiner on her face at this stage. The mum's looking beaten up. Reagan's looking like she was in real life though. I think literally <laughs> they threw her. They yeah. threw her across the room. It's fucking it's crazy. Mad. But how? But she got a little girl who's doing that. It is her, isn't it? And they yeah, use yeah. it in the scene. Oh, in my those bits, yeah. They, word. I think they only like there's only a very few tiny bits that they basically used a stunt double for a couple of bits, but not much. Right. Like, as far as I know from the documentary that I watched and stuff. But yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote down here. She then she decks the mum, <laughs> and then there's the head turn. Yeah, which is, which to be honest looks a bit Annabelle-ish now. Like, I don't know, it looks a bit Dolly. Yeah, but you can't say that because it's like that's putting your. I know, but up. it looks it looks it's a bit dated. It's done. No, I think bit. it's because it's been done and like and being um, copied. And, You've seen you know, lots of iterations of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and not it. just in horror, but in like The Simpsons, in some, in loads of shit. I know, but that's that. like, you know, not that's the way after you watched it. I know, and this is the original thing, but to look at it and like watch your head just turn. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Is that? I think that's probably one bit that just doesn't that looks a little bit because it's like um, I think it's it's an actual puppet, right? So they actually it just. The only that's the only bit in the whole mm. film where I'm like, it's mm. a little bit. It still freaked me out back then. Everything else is real. Yeah. That's the thing. This is the problem. Like the pee, the they pee, couldn't do that real, obviously. The pee puke. Yeah. Oh. It's brilliant. The spray when he's coming upstairs and having a chat with her and he just fucking throws up in the face. Yeah. See, in the in the director's cut, is the notorious spider walk. Yeah. When does that? That is come, creepy. When as does well. that come in? Um, I think it's between where she goes completely crazy with the crucifix before right. that. Like, literally, they are oh, just fucking... Oh, it makes me shiver now. Why did they take it out of the original cut? 
Um, I don't know why. I, 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 I really don't know why. And I think it's so cleverly done. It's so fucking freaky. It, well, I remember though, they had because they couldn't get rid of the strings. It basically it was it was it might have been that it was a contortionist they used. It wasn't her obviously. They had a contortionist step in and play that part, but she had a harness. You're right with with obviously a string, a harness. But then she's a contortionist, so she could do the crap. And she just runs down. Oh, it's just literally out of the bottom stairs. And and the thing, this is the thing with it. It's just, it's just normal. It's daytime, and they're just having a chat. And then they just look upstairs, and there she is. And she just bends backwards and runs down the stairs at them. And it, I, I don't know whether they couldn't just fit it in. That's goosebump like, moment. That is that is, so that is like fucking weird. your neck stand, your hair standing yeah, on the back yeah. of your neck. Freaky man. It's fucking fucked up, man. Um, but yeah, I like the rest of it is like, um. You know, then you got obviously Father Merrin coming in and all this sort of stuff. The investigation with Karis, and it's just cool as fuck. Man. I love, I love Father Merrin though because he comes in. You just, you don't even have to know anything about him. You know he's seen fucking shit. <laughs> he's a guy that's gone through so much shit because Max von Sydow has just like nailed it with him because yeah. he's just. Like, you just know he's beaten, he's weathered. They had to age him up, because apparently he's like 43 when he did it. Right. So they aged him up, and I think they did a fucking good job. Yeah, because I thought... Cause that's he good. looks like he does now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just... why I was like, when, when he was in Star Wars the other year, and I was like, yeah. hang on, he looks the same as he did fucking yeah. four years ago. What the fuck is going on? They aged him up. That's like clever, man. That's really good. He just looks good. It's that synonymous scene, though, again, with like the that's on the cover. With yeah. him turning up in the fog with yeah. mist and the taxi is great. His cinematography on that is just spectacular, and it's and it's something that all throughout the cinematography is just nuts. He's an amazing director mm. in this movie, and um, it's it's a testament to the movie the fact that it's being copied to this day yeah. in terms of the style, the way the music is played. You know how to do it prop, how to do a proper it properly. You look at paranormal activity. Mm. You know that's you talk about tension building. That's the the, the bare bones of that. Oh, what, yeah. what was before the Exodus that they had to kind of work with? You know, yeah. it's fantastic. Well, and, and all this from a book as well. It's I know like, it's crazy. But one of the one of the standouts that we haven't really talked about much. Your is, mother sucks cucks in hell. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't as well. Um, but one of the again. standout performances for me was um, Jason Miller, which is uh, Father Karras. Mm. I think he's just unbelievable. It's like I can't believe he ain't been in loads more stuff because apparently he's just been on stage stuff before this. Right. Um, and it's just like he again he looks troubled. He he's meant he's a guy that doesn't really know if he's got his faith or not and. You know, and there's all the stuff with his mother and stuff. And again, it's just like his face is just like everything is told on his face. He doesn't even have to really speak much or act much. Yeah, I think the reason why it's you you get so drawn into the sort of exorcism and that sorry the possession is mm. because of his demeanor. Mm. Because you're with him, you're sort of skeptical with him, mm. and he has got that skepticism. But he sees it, and you see it through through him. You're like fuck, okay, if he if he's startled, then there's fucking something wrong here. Because mm. he's got it together, yeah. There's some, there's some little bits as well where you kind of forget. Yeah. The, the demonic graffiti. Yeah. What the fuck was all that about? The You know, the, at one stage, there's like a flash of like a fucking 
I don't know if it's Jesus Christ picture, something. And it's like a big cone tits on it. Oh, they, yeah, that's... What the fuck um, is that all about? I don't know whether it's in the version you watched. Probably not. But that is um, in the director's cut. Um, they, um, another priest goes into a church which is nearby and the statue is defaced. Yeah. And it's got like blood all over it and cones on it like that. Yeah. That flash and that uh, is in the church. So again, it's in, that that's in the director's so. That's in the, the cut I watched as well. Oh, okay. So you saw that, yeah. But I didn't understand the meaning behind it. Is it anything to do with it or is it something separate? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I, don't, I just didn't understand that little bit. It's mm-hmm. like, is that just supposed to say that his influence is kind of there? I love I, I love the, the little like bits where, again, it's, oh, it gives me chills where the mum is in the kitchen and there's a flash and you see like the face. You know when she's in the kitchen? Yeah. Like, and, and all you see is you hear her screaming upstairs and she looks up like that. And all you see, if you look on the cooker hood and it's literally just the quickest flash of and it's his face. The face, the black, yeah. ominous face. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's just creepy, man. Yeah. It's just like, why was that put in there? Just to creep you the fuck out. Big time. And there's, um, when Father Karras finally sort of sacrifices himself at the end, hmm. he sort Spoilers. of draws the demon into him in a way and says, take me. And he fucking manages to overpower it and launch himself out the window. Hmm. And he's still alive at the bottom of those fucking stairs. I, know. I didn't notice it. I don't, I don't remember it's this before. Really like, I, it's really like, it's really like grotesque, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's just there like mangled man. can't say anything and you can and I really watched it hard I was like wow today is fucked up and yeah. he's there and his hands are moving you like you realise that he's they've made him kind of survive that fall yeah <sighs> that's fucked up man that was mm. clever because I didn't know you, that's something you wouldn't notice because it's so subtle yeah I really I I, again I don't know I, I, it's in that version do you get the bit where he's read his last rites yeah 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 he's holding on to his hand it. oh yeah. it's so disturbing it's oh, so man, sad, sad yeah it's like uh, that really it hit why, me but this time watching it it made me feel way more emotional me too yeah me too it's like normal like when i've watched it past i can't remember getting that emotional but this no. part i don't know it must be age but literally it, i was like Oh my god! It's like it literally nearly brought me to tears watching that part. It really made upset me. Well, no, I wasn't the only one because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's so fucking sad. He's like holding his hand. He's like just l- doing the last rites, and he's telling him, you know, you can go now. It's all good. Yeah. It's like, oh, it was fucking really, done your job. Thinking about it now, it's quite. It's got me quite. Yeah, yeah. It's really fucked up scene. It's very well that, done. Packs that punch, doesn't it, man? Yeah, very good. It really, really does. What a movie, though. What yeah, a movie. Well acted, well scripted, music, music's, uh, it's just ridiculous. It's like a, a fucking awesome, awesome movie. Have you that got any... Even, that wasn't even supposed to be the music. No. Because the original music was brought... Might as well get Let's get on to, mate. The original, the original music was brought in, and it was meant to be, like, by, a, like, uh, another composer or something. And literally freaking listened to it, and um, literally threw it out the window so I'm not I'm not I'm not even doing it and sacked them and got rid of them and then they got obviously tubular valves in it on my car feels nice stuff. but yeah I got 
I got quite a lot of stuff. I I had to go to town on this. Do this, mate. Like, go for you it. Probably heard loads of, but I watch. I did a lot of like searching on the web, just digging. I knew some bits about it, but I really wanted to search a bit more. And also, I watched that Fear of God um, BBC documentary. You need to watch it. It's on iPlayer, mate. I've watched really it. Interesting. Oh, you watched yeah, it? Yeah, I know what you're talking of about. Course, and you'll get half of the yeah. things that I'm going to talk about. But um, the thing that really was interesting that you said about the me- the methods of how making them act and stuff, like Fried- Friedkin firing guns on sets to get reactions out of people, which is crazy that he pissed a lot of people off by doing that. Apparently. <laughs> and, and see that on the documentary and the guy goes comes in and goes, oh, okay, William, what guns we got today? Like what guns are we gonna fire today? And yeah. it's like, what the fuck? Um really interesting. Apparently, like Linda Blair got loads of death threats, like absolutely loads for for after the film because of all these crazy, obviously religious people out there. So Warner Brothers hired a body bodyguards for her for six months after the actual wow. film. So she had bodyguards everywhere she went, which is crazy, isn't it? That's a death lot threats of, of Christians. Pissed. Of all people, all things probably, <laughs> just normal nuts. people. You made my life. I went and watched it, and now you've walked my life forever. <laughs> um, oh, bloody folks, you're going freaking. Yeah, the um, the sick bit. I love that sick bit mm. about the fact that it was done in one shot, and it wasn't even supposed to go in his face. <laughs> it was supposed to go over his body, but they kept it in, and it's done in one take, one shot. Nice, done. I love it because it's just really reaction. It goes in his mouth, <laughs> and it's like spit uh, out. And it's pea soup as well. Yeah. It's like ugh, the worst kind of soup. <laughs> like, you know, come on, get another soup. But um, th- that was interesting. Um, the the woman that does the voice, man. So she she wasn't even fucking credited. Like she sued them for that because really? the, the, the deal was that she was supposed to get credit and she didn't get credited at all. No way. So like the shit behind her as well. She was an ex-alcoholic, right? And she was basically chain smoking to get a voice like it eating raw eggs she came off the wagon basically completely off the wagon and drank whiskey and requested that she had a priest at all times fucking weird but that voice is mental yeah her voice is just weird but and she's not credited yeah well i think she is now she won her case so good work yeah it's, it's pretty pretty fucking crazy now this i don't tell me if you know why but how the fuck right did they get real priests in this movie and they basically went to them and said can we make this movie and they said yeah go and do it because there's there's an actual real priest in this (laughs) Uh, which is which is William O'Malley which is Father Dyer he's the guy who's doing the last rites no he he is I think he's the guy that um, organizes the ex yeah the yeah, white hair yeah, guy yeah. who's actually apparently they went and said oh yeah um can we do it and they went yeah yeah cool but apparently they saw it as being a kind of thing where they were the saviors so that's why they said it was okay but do you think they really knew the whole full content no, as well but you wouldn't have done you would have been sold something and then they would have done then he would have put his edit but in. that guy's still a real priest now it's like <sighs> you think he'd get stripped and like I don't know, it's mental. I just can't get my head around that. Made a mistake. There's real priest and stuff. (laughs) Fucking crazy. Uh, The refrigerated bedroom set, man. It's like fucking, even Kubrick can get that right on The Shining. When when Jack's running through the snow and there's no breath. Yeah. (laughs) And this, they did it for minus 30 degrees, man. Where it 
to the point where uh, one day it actually snowed in the room. It's like, <laughs> just mental. That's crazy, man. But that's how you get that that breath. It's just again, that's just like what putting through for the breath is oh, men- mental. <laughs> so Jack Nicholson was up for the role of Father Karras. Really? Uh, yep. But apparently they didn't want him because he, they felt he was too wasn't innocent enough. He was too dark already. Yeah, I agree. Which on I think fair play in it. Yeah, which is, which is... His, his, his eyes wouldn't and wouldn't have fit for that movie at all. Mm. So, Exodus was the first ever horror movie to get an Oscar nomination and win Oscars as well. Wow! Won an Oscar for sound um, and script, and nominated for ten Oscars. Wow! Fucking like that's crazy, isn't it? I think the only other thing just... after that was like Get Out was the most recent. Crazy. Awesome! This this fact I love. So in England, it got taken off loads of cinemas. Right. So there was a load of bus tours that did um, put on tours that where you get on it and they take you to the nearest cinema to watch it. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It was back in the day. That's crazy, isn't it? How old have so, my mum been and my dad? It was the UK. 1955 they were born, so they would have been 65. Uh, not old enough. They wouldn't have been old enough mm. to see it. So it's come out in 1973. So yeah, they would, oh, they would have been 18. They handed out sick bags at some cinemas as well. Okay, I wonder if I wonder if my parents went to watch it. Maybe, but um, like they yeah, they handed out sick bags. There's there's another guy that tried uh, settled out of court because he came out and fell over and broke his jaw or something. It's just like crazy shit like that was going Fucking on. Weird. But yeah, but you think this is 1973, dude? No one's ever seen shit like this no. ever. Ever seen this? I know. Seen, seen somebody do that with a crucifix? <laughs> you would it would have warped you, mate. It would have made you think, "What the hell?" I would have come out of that scarred, mate. I'm telling you. It did when I was yeah, <laughs> did seventy three, dude. Like you're talking in a time when things were a lot less like naive. Oh yeah. You know what I mean, um, there was an onset fire, and the weird, and this is all the curse behind like it, and they're saying like. Onset fire. The bedroom was untouched in the fire, which is weird. Um, it, obviously, the deaths behind it. There's nine associated deaths with it. Um, two were closely, to, which was uh, Father Karras's mum in the movie. She died uh, shortly after. But she looked old anyway. Yeah, she, she did. Fair. But then there's loads of other things linked to it. Um, people, actors, brothers dying and stuff like that. Um, uh, the other one you know where Ellen Burst and the mum gets chucked again and then the cupboard comes towards her yeah when she was chucked man they they actually she actually said can you not pull me so hard and like apparently uh, William Freakin went to the stunt guy give it all you got for this next one and then literally pulled her so bad that she actually damaged her spine so bad that she's still got problems now Oh, God. but that's how you get you got the reaction out because when she's pulled to the floor that's pain that's real pain yeah it's just like crazy um obviously linda blair got loads of injuries from being thrown around and yeah chucked up up and down which is crazy um another fact is kubrick passed on this movie really yeah that'd have been fucking that'd have been different yeah um but yeah this is the biggest thing. The two the two things I really loved about this, this like I can't keep go on about the sound as much as I can, but like the bit where the the head turns, like the head twists, that was simply a wallet being like 
like a leather wallet being twisted. Really? Like shit like that. It's just like the sound in this movie. And that's why it won an Oscar yeah. because it's just the sounds of the machines in the hospital like we touched on earlier. It's just unbelievable. But this last one is my favourite. Is you, you, the, the stunt guy, there's a stunt guy that fell down those steps. So they put strips of like um, some kind of like padding on each corner of the step all the way down. And then he literally threw himself down the steps because he's a trained kind of like stunt guy. And that's a lot of steps. There's a lot of steps. But when... Um, Where are those steps? You can go to them. They're in, apparently they're in Washington. They're there. Okay. Loads of people visit it and they kind of draw on the steps and all that. Sort oh, of wow. Stuff. You've got to go one day, mate. Exactly. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. little road trip. <laughs> but um, on the steps scene, talking about steps... So, you know, obviously, the priest that comes and reads him his last rites. Apparently, they took that scene like 14, like 15 times, and he just wasn't feeling it and wasn't feeling it. And William Freakin, like, just basically went up to him after, like, the 15 takes and just fucking bouted him around the face. Hey, and then which one? The priest? The, the one priest that... that was reading the rites. So, that's why, you know, when he comes in and he's fucking shaking, yeah. and he's holding his hand on the floor... And he's reading a lot, and he's like got tears in his eyes. It's because he's just been slapped on the face. Holy shit! And uh, yeah, that's come from the horse's mouth, mate. William Freakin's never said he'd done it, but this this actor has come out and said, yeah, that that literally happened. He's fucking nuts, but what? Did you watch it again? And he is. He's shaking. Yeah, he is. He's, he's proper shaking. shaking. So he just got that out of him after so many takes. You know what I mean? Made one hell of a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's one hell. Of- Fucking amazing movie. Amazing movie. So, do we even have to? It's ten all day. Breath, ten breaths out. Of it's ten, 10 all, all day. day. It's one of the best movie horror, movies and horror movies ever of made. All time. Yeah. It's just, it's just. A... I'm not gonna say it's like my favorite, but I love. I do completely. It's it's got a you know. It's a game changer, mate. It's it a game changer for. Horror in general. I mean, look, it's just spawned so much stuff after. You can't it's really, got a legacy. You, you can't call it a favourite, I don't think, to have that as your favourite horror movie. It's just mm. not works. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah, but you can, you can appreciate the craft. Yeah, definitely. And you can fun. appreciate the fucking sheer balls. Yeah. Of going out and making a movie mm, like that. Giant going, no. Testicle balls. No. I'm move, it could, that, in my eyes, it could only take him to do it because mm. by the sounds of things, he's a guy that don't take shit. It's just like he's had loads of disagreements with um, uh, William Blatty that, that wrote the book. Had, that's why there's a director's cut because all those extra bits are from the book, like, and they're thrown back in. You should go and watch director's cut, man. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'd be intrigued to see what, how much is extra because the last time I watched it was probably at cinema, and then I watched it on director's cut on the Blu-ray, and then recently last week. So I've forgotten what the actual original cut was. So I'd be interested to see what extra it has. I know there's a different end. There's a not a different ending, but there's an extra bit at the end that you get on the director's cut. Okay. Where the policeman comes back. All right. Cool. Yeah. But that was yeah, good. Watch it. It's good. But glad we did that. Day. Yeah, I'm glad we did that for our fortieth. It's a belter, mate. It's a belter. It's a belter. But now we've got to pick another one. Your pick. So our Christmas, a Christmas horror movie. Jingle your bell from 1993. 99. Oh, oh god. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, go okay. for 1993, and I'm gonna go for a, a film that I haven't seen. Okay. Um, and it's a, a Nightmare Before Christmas. 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've never watched it. Fuck, okay, cool. I know it's one of your uh, favourite movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a lot of shit in this house for, <laughs> with Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Interesting. So I've never seen the Tim Burton movie. Oh, no, I tried to. Hate it. I tried to watch it once, um, and the singing got to me. So I'm hoping that I'm going to sit down well, and love it. You know it's a musical, right? I do know it's a musical. Okay. This is Halloween, and I know some of the songs. Good so man. I'm hoping that I like it. I'm... I don't know why I'm your friend when you're not <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I never knew that about you. No, I never watched it. Oh, traitor. Never could. Cool. No, I'm up with, I'm down with that. Thought you'd like that one. Good one for Christmas. Watch out with the kids as well. So, uh, yeah. So next episode, we will watch... Um, our main review will be Black Christmas, about that, out of the cinema uh, now, uh, out from the 12th of December. Uh, we will then what do 86 and 87 of In Search Darkness and uh, from Even Vault will be A Nightmare Before Christmas it sure will is that what it's called? A Nightmare Before Christmas yeah <laughs> I haven't fucking watched it <laughs> can't believe it's in it it's crazy I know man um, you haven't watched it this period already have you? I haven't no okay. I watch it every year though okay so. that's good so, I don't even have to watch it but I will good I'm looking forward to watching it. Well, the mass facts are going to be through the roof on this one. <laughs> I hope you've got an extra hour at the end. Oh, shit. Right, so is there any one more thing to say? When there's no more room in hell? Your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> Here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com. <laughs>